What's up, Elevation Church St. Louis? Hey, I am so honored to be here with you guys today. I want to give a big shout out to your pastors, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Gretchen. Come on right now where you are in your living room uh, or in the bathroom or in the, the basement, wherever you are. Just give a big shout. In fact, if you have their number, I want you to text them today. I want you to tell them how much you love them. I want you to tell them that you are praying for them and uh Daniel Gretchen, we love you um, all the way here in Florida, and we're just so excited to be with you today, Elevation Church. I want to start with Psalms 91. Psalm 91. That's what the Lord has just put on my heart today to go through with you. I think that this is just such an amazing scripture right here that we find in Psalms 91, especially in a times like this. This is something that the Lord has put on my heart from the very beginning, and he just keeps drawing me back to periodically every single day um, throughout the quarantine. And it says this. I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation today. So if you got a Bible, you got your iPhone, you got your iWatch, you got your iWhatever, Get that out as we get into God's word. Lord, I pray today that you would speak, Lord, that you would lead and guide this message today. And we love you and we thank you for your word. Everybody say God's word is good. Turn to somebody right there, wherever you are, and say God's word is good. If you're by yourself, then just say that right now out loud to the Lord. He will hear it. It'll be awesome. Psalms 91. It says, when you sit enthroned, Stop right there for just a moment. I want you to realize that God has created you to reign and rule in this world. In Genesis, you were created to reign and rule with him. And so David, the psalmist here says, when you sit enthroned, and so I want you to know that, that we're supposed to be the kings and queens of this earth. That gives you a purpose. That gives you something deep down inside of you. But we're not just sitting enthroned in our own glory. It says, when you sit enthroned under, somebody say under, under the shadow of of Shaddai, which I love that word. It, it says that um, the name Shaddai is the God of the destroyers of intimacy. God, the self-sufficient one. God, the nurturer of babies. God, the almighty. And I love right now, especially in a moment like this, when we're going through COVID-19, that Shaddai means the God of the destroyer of our enemies. Here's what I want you to know right now, that this is not from the Lord. Somebody's saying, okay, this is, this is from the Lord, and, and, but, but, but I want you to know that, um, yes, he may use this, but sickness and death and anything else is not from the Lord. I believe that, okay? We have an enemy. We live in a world that is full of darkness, and God has called us to be the light, and he says that he is the destroyer of the enemies. He's the destroyer. He is Shaddai, the destroyer of all enemies. Isn't that awesome? And, and, and so you need to go after whatever it is that you're fighting and go, I am claiming Shaddai over this situation right here, right now today, because he is the destroyer of the enemy. He is Shaddai. He says, you are hidden in Shaddai. You are hidden in the strength of God most high. Don't we need some strength right now? 
Man, there's so many days where I just feel so weak. There's so many days where, 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 where I, I just go like, God, what is going on, right? Because we, we, we click on the news or, or, or we turn it on the TV and, and, and we're like, okay, yay, things are opening back up. But then all of a sudden we click on a news report and then boom, no, everything's shut down. And yay, everything's opening back up. And, and, and this article says this and this article says this. God, what am I supposed to do? And he says, your strength will be found in me. Where's your hiding place? Where is your hiding place during this time? Is your hiding place in the news? Is your hiding place in your social media? Is your hiding place in your relationships? Is your hiding place the place where you find the most refuge? Because you're not going to find ultimate strength in those. They may, they may pump you up for a little bit. They, they may give you some hope. Oh, yay, everything's opening back up. They may, yay, but, but that's not my strength. My strength is in the God most high, the most high God over everything, over every fear, over every anxiety, over every worry, over everything. He is the God most high. He is the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me. He is the hope that holds me. When you start fearing fear, when you start having fear in your life, when you start having anxiety, when you start having worry, you need to go. He is the hope. He is the hope of the world right now. The hope is not in a vaccine. The, 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 the hope is not in everything opening back up and the economy getting back together. The hope is in Jesus. The hope is in Shaddai. The hope is in God most high. In fact, that's one of the things I really feel like the Lord wants us to get. And that's one of the reasons why he's stripping things away. And he stripped this away and he stripped this away in our lives is because he wants us to know that he is our strength. He is our hope. He is our stronghold to shelter you. Where is your stronghold? Again, the psalmist goes on to say, he's the only God for me. He is my great confidence. Man, I love that. Because yesterday, dude, I was like spiraling, right? My mind was going in all these different places. And I said, God, I need some confidence. I need confidence in you. I don't need confidence in my situation. I don't need confidence in my paycheck. I don't need confidence in anything else, God. I, I need confidence in you. I don't need confidence in knowing where I'm going tomorrow. I just need the confidence in you, that you have it, and that you are my shelter. And God, I will put my confidence in you. Where is your confidence today? It says he will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. I want you to think about it right now. We're in a battle and it's unseen. There's unseen battle going on right now all around us. We have to know that. In fact, right now in your life and in the life of America and everything else, the enemy wants us just to not even be aware that he is setting up hidden traps right now. But what does this say? It says, if we put our hope, our confidence, my great confidence in, our, in, in having a stronghold in the Lord and, and God most high, that, that, that we are enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, if we will believe this, then that same God will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. It goes on to say he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. Why? Because of what it says next in verse four, his massive arms are wrapped around you 
protecting you. And you can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. His arms of faithfulness. Isn't that awesome? I think every single one of us want to know that there's somebody on the face of the planet that's faithful to you. I, I, I believe one of the greatest gifts that I've ever been able to give my seven-year-old and my, 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 my five-year-old five and my three-year-old is, is the fact that they know that at the end of the day that dad will always be faithful to them as much as I can. But here's something really cool is I am a very limited father. Like, I'm a limited father. Even when my children think that I am faithful to them, there are days where I don't feel like I'm faithful to them. But our Father God never, ever, ever, ever thinks that. He's never in heaven going, I wasn't faithful to my child today. He's never, ever not faithful to you. And man, what confidence we could have if we would just know that there is one that is always faithful, that he has the biggest arms of any daddy in the whole entire world, and he wants to wrap those arms around you and just go, I know that that person wasn't faithful to you. I know that this job situation wasn't faithful to you. I know that whatever it is in your life that you're going through that you felt like I wasn't being faithful, but I am faithful to you. And I'm holding you in this situation right now. Some of you need some faithfulness in your life right now, and you need to run to his arms. It says you can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, and they will keep you from harm. It is the arms of the Lord wrapping around us that becomes our shield, keeping us from harm. In fact, those arms, it says in verse 5, you will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. In fact, in verse 6, the beginning of it, don't fear a thing. Woo! <laughs> don't fear a thing. There's over 365 times in the Bible where the Bible says, do not fear. Why do you think that is? Because one of the greatest things that come against us is fear every single day. One of the greatest things that the enemy is using against us right now in this time is fear. It's, a, it's an attack on our humanity right now. There's so much fear going out there, and that's one of the reasons why I want to encourage you. Just check the news one time a day. Don't stay on Facebook all the time. Get off Instagram sometimes, or InstaWorry, or whatever you want to call it. Because at the end of the day, we don't need a spirit of fear. The Bible says that perfect love will drive out fear. Do not fear a thing because whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you. Claim that for some of you. Nor will the powers of evil that are launched against you. See, see, he knows something. That evil is launched against us because we live in this world that is at war. And there's a battle going on in the unseen realm right now. And evil is being launched against us. And evil is being launched all over the world. There's a spirit of death. There's a spirit of fear. There's a spirit of hatred all over America, all over the world today. And we need to know that we're the people of God. And we need to claim this. That neither night by, by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the power of evil launched against you. 
because we are kept in the Lord. It says, even in a time of disaster, with thousands and thousands being killed, and we see that in our world right now, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. What if every single day you just went to Psalm 91, and when you start feeling that fear, when, when, when you start feeling that anxiety, when you start feeling those thoughts that you don't want to think, you just go, no, I will remain unscathed. I will remain unharmed. It says you will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they've done. But then I love verse 10. It says, when we live our lives within the shadow of God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always, notice this always, not just sometimes, not just when God feels like it, not, not just if he's thinking about it. No, it says we will always be shielded from harm. So this last section of this verse is really cool. It says, how then could evil prevail against us? How then? If God is our shelter, how can evil prevail against us or disease infect us? You are a warrior in the Lord. You need to believe it. There is nothing to fear. You are his child. He will take care of you. He will do what he says he will do. He can do it. There is nothing that is too hard for the Lord. There's nothing. How can evil prevail or disease infect us? God will send angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. What if you believe that? You'd walk in any room and like, what's up, evil? I'm here. Not in a cocky way in yourself, but in a Godfidence type of way in your Lord. It's one of the things that we need to have in our lives. God sends angels, angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. You know what I love to do? I wrote a list of wins for this season. And one of my wins is that every single day I try to stomp on the head of the devil and take about a four second praise break and be like, you are defeated. You cannot ever come against me because of the blood of Jesus, because of the river of life that surrounds me. There is nothing that can get to me. I am his and I trample you beneath my feet just like my Jesus did on the cross. Isn't that awesome? You got to claim the identity of Jesus because it says as he is in this world, so are you in 1 John. Claim that. Claim that. Trample every one of the fierce powers of darkness underneath your feet. For here's what the Lord has spoken to me. And, and, and we're going to wrap up in just a second. And, and man, I'm telling you, the Lord's going to punch some of you guys in the face right now with some goodness. Come on, who's ready for that? Because when I was reading this passage this morning, I was like, wow, I've never even noticed that. That's so cool how you can be in the scripture like a hundred times and read the same verse. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've read Psalms 91 throughout this quarantine. And this is the first time that God was like, boom, there it is, Josh. That's why you love the Bible. That's why the word is 
alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It's so awesome. I want to kiss the Bible sometimes, you know, because it's just so good. I love it. Here's what it says. For here's what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me, because you have delighted in me as my great lover. Okay, now I'm going to give you some promises of God in this season. But the promises don't happen unless you do the first part. Do you delight in the Lord as a great lover? Man, I, I, I think we've got so many different versions of what that is in our mind. But my hope and my prayer is that my heart would delight in the Lord as a great lover, knowing that there is no other person on the face of the planet, there's nothing else that can ever love my soul the way that God does. Because when we will delight in Him as a great lover, then He promises four I wills. Listen to this. Because you have delighted me, delighted in me as my great lover, I will, promise, protect you. If your delight is in the Lord and he is your great lover, then he will greatly protect you, the scripture says. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. Put your delight in the Lord. Let him be the lover of your soul. And then he promises here, the second I will, is that he will set us in a high place, safe and secure before his face. And so if you would just focus on loving the Lord, not just what you want him to set you free from, but focus on delighting in him, focus on what, 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 what he is and how he can love your soul, then you will be safe and secure from what you want to be free from. Isn't that awesome? He says, I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. When you are in love with the Lord, not religion, when you are in love with the Lord, when you have delighted in the Lord, when you get your delight from the Lord and you get your love from the Lord and He is your great lover, then God will answer our cry for help every time we pray. And then we get to the first you will. He promises that he will greatly protect us. He promises that he will set us in a high place, safe and secure before his face. And he promises that he will answer our cries for help every time that we pray. And you will find and feel my presence. Even in your time of pressure and trouble. Wow. What a promise to us. He does all of these things for us, and then we will find and feel His presence. God, we need Your presence in our lives right now, at this moment, more than we need anything else in the world. But not only will we find and feel His presence, we'll even feel that presence even in times of pressure and trouble. Maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're fine. Maybe you're just like, dude, this time has been great for me and my family, man. We've just been living it up, not really having a lot of pressure, you know. Hey, that's great if that's you, but there's a 
reality out there that this thing is going to cause a lot of havoc on the world. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to feel like they're in their times of pressure and trouble. And, and, and your job is to point them to the Lord of these promises right here. Your job is to go out from this point forward and, and, and go, like, I may not be feeling that pressure, but, but there's some people out there that do. And according to the Bible, we're all family. And so when one person feels that pain, when one person feels that trouble, then, then guess who should feel that trouble? You and I. Say, so how can we help? What can we do? Let me point you to a God that even in your time of pressure and trouble, you will feel His presence. And he goes into the fourth I will. He says, I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. <laughs> I will be your glorious hero. Isn't that cool? I will be your glorious hero. If you don't know the answer to this, let me just tell you, God is the hero in the story, not you. The story is not even about you. The story is about him. When I find myself, because I'm a protagonist at heart, man, I, I love to, to, that's my personality, um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and I'd love to kind of swoop in and save the day, right? And, but when I make the story about me, that's when I'm always disappointed. Because the story was never meant to be about me. The story is always meant to be about his hero. This hero right here in the Bible. My hero, Jesus he says, I will be your glorious hero, and I will give you a feast. I think we need some feast right now. I don't think we need a worldly feast. I think we need a feast from the Lord. I, I think we need to sit down in his presence and go, you are my hero, and I want to feast on your word. I want to feast on your goodness. And I want to feast on your Holy Spirit right now. My soul needs to feast on you. What are you feasting on right now in this season? Because if you're feasting more on Netflix and, and all these other things that you can binge watch, more than you're feasting on the Lord, your soul, it's going to feel the emptiness and loneliness that the world is feeling in this quarantine right now. But if you come to God and go, even in COVID, even in the unknown of what's going around in humanity right now, even in the war against my soul and the battle for my heart, even in all of those things, you're the hero of the story. And I've come here to feast on you. He says, I promise I will be your glorious hero. I promise I will be your glorious hero. That means whatever you're walking through right now that he can save you from that he's the hero that comes in and saves the day and gives you a future and a hope. So don't lose hope. Don't lose hope in this season. John the Baptist sends his disciples and says, are you the one? Because I'm going through hell right now. Getting ready to be beheaded. I don't know what's happening. I thought you, I heard your voice. I was all around all this stuff, but... I'm losing hope. And Jesus says, don't lose hope, John. For the blind see. And he looks at all these miracles that he's doing. And I want you to know that even in this season, don't lose hope because God is doing something. He's preparing us for something. But we've got to come to him 
and know that he is still the hero in the story. Know that we can still feast on him. And when we do that, it says that you will be satisfied with a full life. This is the third I will for, uh, or you will, and the promise that, the, that we get to see fulfilled. It says you will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you. For you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. You will be satisfied with a full life. I, man, that's what I want more than anything else. I want a full life. Well, how do I get it? By believing that God will greatly protect me. The first promise. By believing that he will set me in a high place, safe and secure before my face. But by believing that he will answer my cries for help every time I pray. By believing that he is my glorious hero and he will give me a feast. By delighting in him as my great lover. If you do these things, you will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Let me just tell you something. If you are in Christ, you are saved. And there is a fullness of salvation. So many times the enemy just wants you to believe that you're just saved and you go to church and start reading the Bible, but that there's not fullness that's happening in your life. And I want to tell you that right now that there is a fullness of salvation that exists for you and your heart right now, wherever you are, there's a fullness of salvation right now, today, even in this moment, right now, even during all the COVID stuff and everything else that's going on right now, there is a fullness of life. And so be praying that you would attain the fullness of salvation by putting these promises into action today and going to Psalms 91. I want to challenge you. Do that for the next week. Just read Psalm 91 one time a day and go over all of these things and watch what the Lord will do in your life. We love you and we're praying for you today.